the 17th of June is the birthday of the founder of our tradition, Ajahn Chah. It is now almost 30 years since he passed away in 1992, and almost 40 years since he stopped teaching because he became very sick. But in all his disciples still recollecting him. We have the meeting in Wat Napapong on his birthday, also on his death anniversary in January. And uh, of course the most important thing that he has left behind is his style of training, his instructions, his teachings. And like all the great teachers, starting with the Buddha, the best way of honoring and doing puja to a teacher is by following the teaching, by applying the teaching, by making an effort to practice the training he has instructed us in. One quote I really like of Ajahn Chah, one quite well-known one. Don't try to become anything, don't be anyone, don't try to turn yourself into anything, don't be a meditator, don't try to become enlightened. When you sit, just let it be. When you walk, just let it be. Cling to nothing, grasp at nothing, resist nothing. No theme on anatta, on non-self and a very helpful instruction for those who have already dedicated themselves to the path. Hyajanshah, in my understanding, is teaching the more the high end of the path, because when people start their practice, it's often a very good idea to try to become a better person, to try to become a good person. A bad person or being a good person is better. No, but ultimately, we cannot get out of bhava, the body term bhava, really translated as the becoming or being, sometimes existence, no, by becoming or being anything that remains within the causes of dukkha. The bubble becoming being, existence is one of the links independent origination and thus it is one of the causes of old age, sickness, death, pain, grief, frustration, depression and despair and in short one of the causes of dukkha. And uh, once people are practicing and applying themselves, and this is one trap they can get in. Although ultimately we have to stop being anything, we have to abandon the delusion of being this or that. We have to stop trying to become anything. The way many Meditators try to meditate, isn't it? That they always flip back into exactly 
trying to become something. It's a little bit like they say, if you're driving in a car, you're driving in a car, and you want to be free, I want to get out of this car. You cannot get out of the car by driving either north or south, whether you drive north or south, or east or west, or whether you drive to Victoria or to WA or to Sydney, whether you're still stuck in the car and you're still driving, whether you drive a little bit faster or a little bit slower, doesn't change the situation, you're still stuck in that car and driving around. And whether you drive up the hill into the mountains or whether you drive the car on the downhill, down, again you're still driving. The only way of getting out of the car, so to speak, would be to get off the accelerator, off the gas pedal and maybe to brake and switch off the motor and then the car at some stage will come to a standstill where you can get out and you're free. But one can't resolve the issue by driving in a different direction or to a different place or up or down or slow or fast. And it's the same with Bava. Of course, now it's winter and if you drive in a northern direction and maybe nice and warm, it will be more pleasant. So for sure, being a good person is much better than being a bad person. Becoming a deva is much better than becoming a poor being roasted in hell. But even the deva, even the, the brahmas are still stuck in being. And as all being, all existence, all becoming is impermanent, they will always end up in disappointment and therefore with a dukkha. And so in order to get out of the becoming, in order not to try to make ourselves into anything or be or become anything, not even a meditator or a good meditator, or in particular not trying to become enlightened. But the definition of enlightenment of Nibbana is Bhava Nirodho Nibbana, Bhava Nirodho Nibbana. Now the cessation of being is Nibbana. Now the end of becoming is Nibbana. So, uh, become enlightened, as we say in English, as a bit of an oxymoron. The whole point is to end the process of becoming, to see through the delusion of being. And how can that be done? We have to first of all recognize that it leads to Dukkha. We have to notice now that any form of becoming, whether on a large scale, wherever we are reborn, or whether in a, even in our mind, in the sense of assuming an identity here and now, based on the experience of the five khandhas and the six sense spheres here and now, and assume, assuming an identity and an I am, in this very moment, or assuming an identity in a certain rebirth, ultimately will always lead to disappointment and suffering. That is the way going out. 
and uh, understanding the whole process. It's also not possible to get out of being by flipping to the other extreme, uh, non-being or extermination. There has to be you know, the ending of being, the cessation of becoming, you know, the unraveling of the whole process, you know, the dependent origination, patiloma, patichasamapada patiloma, you know, the nivodha, the cessation and ending mode of all these things. It's not done by flipping into the opposite and you know, trying to exterminate oneself, so to speak, or trying to be nothing. Because even trying to be nothing is still trying to be something, still trying to be. So instead, you know, we have to carefully you know, observe and here and now in our meditation how the process of assuming a being, of taking up a being, the whole process of clinging upadana, how it operates. That there can't be any delusion of being, of existence, no, aside from these five groups of clinging, the form, feeling, perception, intention and uh, consciousness, rupa, vedana, samya, chetana, sankhara, and vijnana, these five. When Ajahn Chana instructs us, don't try to be anything, don't try to become anyone, anything. We can observe in our mind how we become something by grasping exactly at these five. Similarly, the Buddha gives, actually, now Venerable Ananda related, or actually his teacher, gave him a simile, you know, like when a young person is taking a mirror to check themselves. Nowadays it's maybe more a selfie, you know, getting the mobile phone and doing a selfie and looking at the selfie, and then you take a mirror and then you check, you see your reflection. Similarly, when, similar whenever we take up these five groups of clinging, Panchupadhanakanda, form, feeling, perception, intention and consciousness. Just like in the mirror the image appears, so the moment we take this up with the delusion of a being or being or existing or entity or I am Velokur. Well, this is why Tanchal gives the instruction not to, to grasp nothing, to cling to nothing, not to resist nothing. Because uh, it is a very uh, clinging to these five groups that uh, enables or that generates that becoming. So if we just let it be, if we walk, we just walk, like in Zen, 
Walking you just walk, sitting you just sit. And we are undermining the very process of becoming and creating the delusion of I am. Whenever no, no, this process happens, whenever the mind latches on to these five khandhas, no, we observe it, and we try to see how entity arises, how sakaya ditti, identification and uh, entity view, personality view, no, arises based on these five groups. How the thought, now I am, arises based on these five groups. Now I, I am feeling, I am this body, I am consciousness. Unfortunately, without these five, now the whole construction would break down. It wouldn't make any sense. One can't really establish any entity or any delusion of I, me, mine, and self, and outside of the five groups of clinging. So just like we can't get off the, out of the car by driving anywhere, we have to just stop driving, then we can get out. <laughs> so similar to Anshan, just saying, just let it be. don't feed that process anymore. By trying to become something particular or by trying to become enlightened, we're actually feeding, ultimately we are feeding the, the very process which keeps us in samsara, which keeps us in being and becoming. And the only way there is just uh, disengaging. It's just like when you disengage the clutch in the car, although I think nowadays they all have automatic. I'm not quite sure how you disengage the automatic, but if you have still or manual transmission to the moment, you disengage the, the gears, and then obviously there's no longer the driving power behind the movement of the car, and they gradually come to a standstill. The moment we just let things be, now, there is a body, and of course, and the Buddha, you are still alive, and Bhajan, you are still alive. Now, they, they had a body, but they just let the body be. They didn't they take up the body as me and mine. They didn't build an entity and identity around the body anymore. This is how to interpret and let it be here. Whether walking or sitting, the posture doesn't matter. But just let it be. And if there's pain, I don't try had a lot of pain when you were sick. The last 10 years, and I'm sure also before, when you had malaria and so on. The Buddha had lots of pain, backache. Now he died quite a painful death on the day of Parinibbana, very sick. But the Buddha just let the pain be. He didn't turn it into the force or force of bhava and becoming and being by clinging to it and by taking it up as me and mine. So we just have to let these you know, five groups of clinging be rather than turning them into being me. 
let it be not being me. And sometimes when one talks about it, one may even weaken it. I think the instruction is actually quite complete in itself and anyone can uh, reflect on it and most importantly observe it in one's own direct experience here and now. Don't try to become anything, don't try to be anyone, don't try to make yourself into anything. Don't try to be a meditator even. Don't try to become enlightened. When you said just let it be, when you walk just let it be. Cling to nothing, grasp at nothing, resist nothing. Have you ever been able to catch yourself out when you meditate by trying to become something or by trying to be a good meditator? Or There's a question here, now how does effort fit in? Now, as I mentioned, uh, I, my interpretation is that this is a more high-end teaching. And uh, the more what, what most people think about of effort is uh, still much more within the, the realm of becoming and trying to be someone better and uh, to make an effort now to uh, keep the precepts and make an effort you know, to abandon anger and so on. That is all great and that is a very you know, di- direct effort. But this is an effort on the level of insight. It's an effort on the level of you know, seeing of dasana. So the effort is no longer in so much uh, manipulating anything or changing it or even the other quote I gave, if it is no if it isn't good and let it die. If it doesn't die, make it good. That is much more clear kind of cut clear cut effort. Uh, anger, so you try to let it die and you make an effort and it'll abandon the anger to work against it and if you can't fully let go and you try to even just turn it into something good instead and turn it into loving kindness. But here we are talking about a level of effort where it's no longer so much in influencing anything. It is simply, the effort is simply in knowing and seeing. Jnana dasana or vipassana. The effort is on insight. The effort is in observing, watching, knowing and understanding and seeing and for example seeing how any form of identity any form of entity any form of grasping clinging uh, and holding on to anything as me and mine and as self any any effort to be anything at all now that leads to disappointment and also simply observing how the process happens in the mind, what, what you are doing in the mind. And we usually postulate you know, that this uh, self is simply there. But if it was, you know, if self was there, you know, how can you get out of it? You know, self and I, me, mine, this is all constructed phenomena, constructed out of ignorance and craving, is something which we are continuously you know, um, generating. 
It's like like a, a movie. A movie is an illusion. It's just you know, this picture is projected against the screen. But if if no one makes an effort, there will be no movie. And a similar unless you know, we make some unless you know, we do something, so to speak, based on delusion. You know, this uh, whole I me mine entity you know, wouldn't wouldn't arise. And this is how one gets out, because it is something you know, we constantly create, something which Sankarvas, based on uh, avidya and ignorance and delusion and craving and so on, constantly generate. This is how you get out, you, you stop this process of creating and generating. You understand that process and then, then it stops. Would non-reaction be a closer word to use to understand it? Non-non-reaction. Yeah, I think non-reaction is great. Let it be is obviously non-reacting. Yeah, so that's for sure. But non-reacting is not necessarily as deep as really yes. letting it be as Ajahn Chah means. Now sometimes, uh, say I may have anger in my mind, but I'm not reacting, which is good. As the moment I react on the anger and retaliate or hurt and harm others, and then there's much heavier karma and creating bad karma, and there's damage to others. I can also not react to the anger, which is much better. But I may still not just let it be, because there may be still anger in the mind. As long as I'm having the anger, one can't claim I just let it be. At least I would say, in, uh, as Ajahn Chah means it in that particular teaching, as a disengaging, as a complete disengaging and uh, non-identification, not only not reacting, but uh, on, on a deeper level disengaging and non-identifying. But of course, the non-reacting is the first thing, if, if you're reacting. Although actually, you know, those who are, have realized you know, the Dhamma and non-self fully, they can actually react and still let it be. This is how you know, the, the Buddha established the whole sasana. This is how Ajahn Chah operates, is a fascinating way of, of operating. They are reacting uh, based on uh, skillful, helpful reactions, but uh, internally they still let it be. But now, in terms of practice, they usually want to do both. And if you are in a position where you constantly have to react, you know, for example, at work in your family, and if you have kids, obviously you have to react. If the child starts, you know, uh, playing with the fire or something, you, you cannot just say let it be or anything, you have to react. And it's very difficult then to fully let things be. This is where the, the importance of solitude comes in. And a position, uh, as we chanted, in the upper kitchen, in a few duties, in a solitary lifestyle, and a few possessions, no engagements, in a course level, then uh, you don't have to react so much. And if you're in a position where you actually don't have to react to all kinds of things, you can never get complete rid of that, no matter you try to minimize it, and then it will be easier to just let it be.
but of course Ajahn Chah and the ones we, we had the full understanding he was very reactive in uh, teaching and in establishing monasteries but by that stage he had the ability to let it be even if he was reacting but that is not easy to do when you are practicing for practice the easier situation is when you are in a situation where you don't have to react you don't have any duty to react and then you have to go deeper and just let it be completely by internally and disengaging and um, disengaging the gear of the whole process of becoming and being once it is done because the inside on the highest level of Nibbana is non-reversible once someone has realized that and the, the engagement is broken forever and then they can be reactive and responsive and at the same time let it be but that will be quite tough to do if one isn't at that stage yet then it's easier if you're in a situation where you don't have to react that's the whole idea as a monk you have very few um, obligations to react ideally as a forest monk don't try to become anything don't be anyone don't try to turn yourself into anything don't be a meditator don't try to become enlightened when you sit just let it be when you walk just let it be cling to nothing grasp at nothing resist nothing <laughs>